Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. How is everybody doing out there in the universe? It's time once again for your weekly storytelling podcast of the weird, unusual, and, uh, other kinds of stories, the fun stories that we share or sometimes don't share because they are uh, different than the norm. But we are here to guide you through it and to uh, join in on the weirdness that is our universe. I am one of your hosts, Adam Beebe, giving a long-winded introduction there before saying my name. And I'll say the name to our other host, Barry Johnston, who's always with us here on the podcast, making a sound beautiful, voicually. I don't know if that's vocally. That's That would be the correct terminology. Um, hey, Barry, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing really well. How are you? I, you know, I am. Uh, I'm just, I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, doing all right. Can't complain. Could complain, but you know, why bother? Right. Better to, you know, roll on and have good times. I That's guess. right. Well, we were talking a little bit before we started rolling. You know, we get a little older, and the and the body doesn't want to cooperate so much, and uh, that's just part of life. You know, that's true. And uh, yeah, it's been. Um, this last week for us has been crazy. Um, we've been going nonstop. My son, my oldest boy, Liam, he graduated from high school uh, this last week. So the preparation for uh, the graduates these days are a bit more, I think, than, than when we were growing up. Like now they have the graduation and like then you have the reception, which now the kids... Each one of the kids has a table, and you decorate the table, and uh, you know what I mean. So it's like you kind of—it's kind of like a oh gosh, like a display of their you know their life up till this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like pictures yeah. and stuff, you know. And uh, so it was good. It was a bit stressful, um, at least stressful for my wife. Man, she she really worked her butt off, and so hats mm-hmm. off to her. She. Uh, she was exhausted by the end of the week. I can only imagine. Yeah, because then we had basketball tournaments to go to. It was just nonstop the whole week, man. So, but it was good to celebrate him and to, uh, you know, it's like it's it's uh, it's the closing of a chapter. It's uh, you know, it's him starting his uh, journey into adulthood. And it's it's exciting, man. It's uh, it's just such a different time in to be a young person uh, than when we were growing up even, you know, which doesn't seem like that far away, but it, but it is, we're old, (laughs) at least in their eyes. Uh, Yeah. um, And it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. It's interesting. And uh, a whole other kind of weirdness, if you will. Yeah. I, yeah, I can imagine. 
Um, well, congratulations to him and to you and to uh, anybody else out there in Weirdsville who has graduated yeah. uh, or has uh, a uh, family member who has graduated. Congratulations uh, and good luck to you in your future. I've seen um, quite a few of our friends that have kids that have graduated here on uh, Facebook and stuff. And it's, it's cool to see. As much as I hate Facebook, <laughs> I do go on there from time to time just to kind of catch up on people's lives. And it's cool to see their kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you have kids. <laughs> you have, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, you've raised a, a person. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's it's that season. It's that time of, of year. So, uh, speaking of a cool time and an interesting uh, conversation, uh, we have... Some cool guests today. We have a band on that we've been talking uh, to and uh, asked them to come on, maybe share a couple of weird stories and uh, talk about some music and uh, touring and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, today we're speaking to the guys from uh, the Wayland Storms out of Durham, North Carolina. They're friends of mine uh, from back when I lived there. And uh, they are a uh, they are cool dudes. They're a really cool band. Um, so you guys should definitely check them out. It's uh, kind of a uh, a kind of a gothic um, kind of uh, dirgy, a little bit of like a, kind of like some Bauhaus and Radiohead um, with a southern twang to it. So it's really cool stuff. Um, if you like some darker stuff, it's really cool. It's not metal. It's not like, um, it's not, you know, like goth or anything like that. It's, but it's really, it's really awesome. And they put on a good show and, uh, hopefully they'll be able to tour this year. Finally, they had to take off last year touring, uh, because of COVID, and which really sucks for them, because they put out a brand new album um, that was a phenomenal album and got a lot of good press and made a lot of the uh, best of 2020 uh, list out there in various genres. So, um, but yeah, if you're looking for some new tunes, Wayland Storms Rattle, uh, you can find it on Spotify. But hey, let's go ahead and let's talk to the guys. And let's hear some of the cool stories they've got to share from uh, being a band, being on the road, and all the weirdness that that entails. So, dudes, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. What's your weird story? We thought like um, this would be a good one to tell because it was literally uh, from our first tour together as this iteration of Whaling Whaling Storms. There there was one uh, an iteration or two before us, but uh, when Justin moved to Durham, the four of us got together. So we I, I don't know how long we had been playing together at that time. I was trying to think about that. It was probably before we released our first album, One Foot in the Flesh Grave, I think. Right. It was like before that. And we were doing just a short tour, you know, like uh, just around the East Coast. Is uh, does that timeline sound right to you guys? Is that it was it was before one foot, right? Is it behind? It's not that one. It's a different one. OK. Yeah. I remember we hit four. So I guess before before we get too deep into this story, um, I want uh, you all to uh, say your name, identify yourself, and what you play, so then that the people listening at home will know, who maybe can associate a name with a voice. Right. Um, so, 
Steve, go ahead, since you're right. starting. So, so Steve Stanchuk, uh, I am the bass player of Wayland Storms. Justin Storms, the vocalist and rhythm guitarist. Uh, Todd Warner, I play guitar and do a little bit of vocals. And I'm Mark Oates, and I play drums. They're much more exciting live, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I play drums. There we go. There you go. That's actually very much Mark right there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no drummer is ever sedate. I, you know, <laughs> unless they truly are sedated. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> so we, um, you know, it was our first time together as a group uh, going on tour together, which is always interesting because you play that band Tetris. I remember starting out that trip with, um, we had this great idea to go from Durham to Philadelphia as one of the first stops on this tour, which is a pretty long drive. Um, and, you know, just trying to get up and get everyone going and whatever. Um, and then we had never put our gear together in a van before, so that was always fun. Um, I had an 8x10 Ampeg uh, speaker cabinet that never went on a tour after that one. <laughs> the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad decision. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we go to Philadelphia. We're playing at this place called Johnny Brenda's, and um, we are playing with uh, Rocketeens and uh, another band that I can't remember. Wow. That what was her name? Hound. 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 Yeah. Hound. Okay. Yeah. Um, good memory, man. I don't. I don't remember that shit. Um, <laughs> That's really, it's my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, but I, you know, with that amp, I remember it was like a three-story or some three-floor walk-up, and having to carry it step by step up up those stairs, and that was the last time I ever did that. But, you know, we, we uh, played the show. It was a really small stage, but it was fun. I, I, I think it went really well, uh, as far as I remember. But we, um, after the show, we didn't have a place to stay in Philly, but um, a friend of Justin's, who he knows from art school, um, had a row house in Baltimore. And she had offered to let us stay there, but in exchange, um, we would need to take out her dog and just kind of keep an eye on him while we're there. And we're like, cool, we're, we're all dog people. That sounds fantastic. Who would not want a house dog to take care of and get some attention from? So it's the four of us, and then Mark's, at the time, his girlfriend. Um, so it's five of us in this van. It's, uh, you, we play the show, and of course, like any show, it goes late, and everyone's having a good time, and it's hard to get everything out into the van and get packed up. So I don't think we actually left Philadelphia until like maybe two or three in the morning, like something like that. It was, it was, I remember it was really late. Yeah. Uh, and we were rolling into Baltimore, and Justin, I think you were driving. Um, he, uh, both Justin and Mark used to live there, so they, Justin was driving. Todd, I think, was passed out in the back, back seat. Um, I was up, and I just remember we were driving through these neighborhoods, and I had never been there before. And, man, there was this one neighborhood that we passed through that was just insane it, um, in terms of just scariness. And, 
you know, I've been in bad places and bad, bad cities before, but this was surreal because we pulled up to this intersection and now it's like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. I mean, it was really late. And there, you know, it was like uh, a movie scene where there's like, you know, just trash blowing around and stuff, but it's a four way cross. And at the, the left hand side closest to us, there's a bus stop. And on the bus stop is this incredibly overweight white dude in a wife beater and shorts and compression socks, you know, like pulled up to his yeah. knees. And he's like kind of like passed out on the bench. And next to him is what seemed to be a prostitute and probably her pimp eyeing him up. And at the same time, there's this blue light flashing, which I think, Justin, you said that that's to sh- tell people there that the cops are watching. Like, like there's a drugs video yeah, for like drug, high drug traffic area or high drug area where there's like actual like cameras in there to like deter drugs, you know, uh-huh. markets. But yeah, it's surveillance. There's still drugs being sold there. Sure. Not a big deal. Sure. <laughs> So we're, we're yeah. sitting there, and I'm like, shit, man, we didn't. Um, this was before. Now we have a much better setup for our vans where we like kind of box everything in so it would be very difficult for someone to break in. But back then, we had everything plastered against the windows, just on display for whoever would like to you know, shop for a new guitar or a snare drum, um, you know, just right there. Um, so I'm like, oh my God, we're never like our stuff is going to be gone tomorrow morning. There's just no way. And I'm like, Justin, how far away are we from? And he's, you know, it wasn't too far too, but it just like in a lot of neighborhoods, it's very transitional. And you know, like we got to this neighborhood and it and it changed over um, to something that felt less less apocalyptic. Um, so at this point, it's like four or five or I don't know it was really really late and everyone's tired and just cranky and just all you want to do is go to bed you're just exhausted and um, we pull up to this row house and we all get out and it's that uh, Barry probably knows everyone's getting their their backpacks and their you know their sleeping bags and their pillar pillows and it's it's just chaos, and it's like everyone hates one another, and it's just like, give me my shit. I want to go inside <laughs> and sleep. Um, so that's all happening. And we, the, uh, Justin's friend had sent him a text and said, hey, I'll leave the key in a, in a, like a shoe on the back. And so he gets his stuff out first, and he wanders back there. And uh, eventually the rest of the other four of us are getting all of our stuff out. And we wander back by him, and he's like, I can't find it. I can't, I can't oh, find no. it. Oh, no. And she had sent him a picture of it on the porch. I mean, so we knew exactly what it was supposed to be. And, he, and he's like, whatever, but the lights, there's a, you know, like a, a single light on in the place. And, and um, so we're like looking around, looking around, and um, we're like, well, just try the door. Maybe she left the door open or something like that. So try that, try the back door. And then we're like, shit, um, that's not working. So now we're trying the front door, and then some of us are kind of going around the sides, looking through the windows to see if we can get in or whatever. Um, And then I remember they had like a little patio area. We were looking under rocks in there, um, just like, what the hell? And then as this, this, we kind of like, everyone's searching for this key, because all we want to do is go to bed. Like uh, Mark's girlfriend at at the time, who none of us 
you know, pro- you know, really wanted on that trip. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Was uh, walking, and she's—I um, don't know what she did, but she tripped in this little like culvert or something like that, and she ended up like spraining her ankle. And I'm laughing because we're just like, oh my god, how can this get any worse? Because now she's like crying, and then Mark, you were laughing at her, and then she was getting mad at you because you were laughing. Well, it was because it was slow-mo. It happened in slow-mo. And it was like one of those moments where you see it and it just like... <laughs> and then I'm like, what just happened? And like, I wasn't laughing. It was the situation. And, and I'm she like, rolled oh my down. God, what else is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. So, so we're like, shit. You're like, you know, there's a moment like panic going on. Now it's we've been there for probably 20 minutes, and we still can't figure out how to get in. And it's too late to text this the person whose house it is. And so I went back to the van, and just on a whim, I'm like, I walk down to the end of the block, and I'm like, holy fuck, we are on the wrong street. Oh <laughs> fuck! Of course. Break <laughs> and guess what? We were all dressed up in. Black hoodie, black shirt, black oh, pants, fuck. Like, like stereotypical anywhere, And we got bags and gear and yeah. stuff. Oh, and <laughs> shit. And so I, you know, I'd walked about, you know, half a block or block down. I'd like haul ass back. I'm like, guys, get back in the van. Get in the fucking van. <laughs> um, we're at the wrong house. And get everyone back inside. And basically Google Maps had put us down the wrong street we were supposed to go down the alley that was next running parallel to the street so we went around the corner sure enough there's the clog there's the key and we got in and you know at the at the time we're just like oh oh my god that's crazy whatever but now in hindsight looking at that situation of if i were that homeowner in that situation i would be shooting oh yeah best case scenario you call the cops and then there's a whole explanation in this case scenario you just come out blasting and just be like you know like especially in baltimore and in, in close to a bad neighborhood you don't think yeah. it's these harmless kids you know in their band right. you know, <laughs> they're confused um yeah it was that's it was hilarious happening. that's hilarious so that's that, that trip off though that was the first show. <laughs> that's awesome man that's so awesome like, oh, you always have to have to get better yeah, you always have to have that Spinal Tap moment in there yeah. somewhere, man. That's what makes yeah. a tour, though. Really, you know. Yeah, a part of being on tour is just it just just constantly being exhausted, you know. And then and then and then you got a place to say you're you're stoked, man, because you got somewhere to sleep. And then you get there and you can't freaking get in, and you're probably so exhausted you just don't even realize where you are. You know, it doesn't even you know cross your mind to be like, well, maybe we're at the wrong address. oh man that's great that's great and it's it's weird now because obviously since then we've been on a ton of tours and like you always have these little moments that are are strange and weird but like just kicking it off that way just i think set a precedent for like okay well at least we're living a charmed life because that could have gone so much worse (laughs) there's been other situations that we also probably something worse should have happened and yeah. it, it um so knock on wood um other than you know covid canceling all right <laughs> uh hopefully when we resume it's it's back to normal that, yeah that's great and we're kind of like 
we're kind of like a cursed band in some way in that we played a show in Baltimore shortly after that and the band broke up and that's happened multiple times when we've toured and played with bands they've like played their last show not to kind of be superstitious but that happened on that tour in Baltimore the next day so and it happened on our next yeah. tour too with uh, in Indianapolis with We Are Hex <laughs> yep <laughs> And we're like, oh, this is the best band we played with on all to- the whole tour. And we get home, and it's like, wait, what? That was our last show? They broke up? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Mark, what did you do? <laughs> Pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. And Baltimore is a it, Baltimore can be a fun place, um, but it is also a very very scary place especially after dark oh. you never know what's going to happen in baltimore and like people freak out in baltimore Balt- there's something about the vibe in baltimore that like i don't know it seems like either you know you resonate and it's like super positive and you're productive and you can get stuff done or you take a really weird turn and it's not good at all yeah yeah that's for yeah, sure lots of, there's lots of drugs there well that too so, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a big hit or miss city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I've got friends who are up there now, and I mean, they're you know they're thriving, they're doing well. You know, they've been you know they went up there and, and you know joined up with a bunch of other bands and stuff, and you know they're doing all right. But like, still, I know other people. Whenever, uh, like, whenever we went and played a show there, um, we. Um, we had a guy with us on tour and he was it was the it was the first night of our tour and uh we went up there to pick up uh this guy that we we're touring we we're going to do the tour with dan deacon and um this is back when uh, our lord and self-portrait days and we drive up there we have uh this guy who's going to be our roadie slash sound guy and uh his name is oliver and he is um he's got a van like a full-size van and so that's part of the reason also why we wanted (laughs) to bring oliver along you know because it's you know i mean fortunately with our band um we could you know we didn't have a drum kit for one so like that saves you you know that's like three rows of space in a van you know (laughs) yeah so like yep. we you know we didn't have a drum kit we you know we had two keyboards and a bass and that was it and then uh, Dan toured with a literally a suitcase full of electronics and foot pedals and stuff that looked like if it had gotten searched by you know going through the airport then he definitely would be held to the side because it looked like he had some kind of improvised bomb or something because you know, he was an electronic musician it's well still is. And so, um, you know, so we have plenty of room for, you know, to have um, six people in a van and all our gear and, you know, a couple of changes of clothes for the road and pillows, you know, because you always bring a pillow on the road. If you don't know that, you need to do that. That's the one thing you definitely need to have, because if you don't, you know, that's that's you're going to be stuck. No sleeping with pillows. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) No. So we go, we play the show at this small bar uh, with Dan and some other Baltimore, of his Baltimore friends. And uh, we go to this after party. It's in this uh, apartment loft in this old 
warehouse down in like this bad part of town. Copycat. That's the copycat. What's that? That's the copycat building, I'm sure. It might be. Um, let's see. Um, it's like that's where so, like uh, Dan Deacon is and all that stuff. Well, yeah, that okay. Wham City. So it was actually just about um, from where Wham City was. I don't know if it's still there, but for where he was back in uh, this is 2000. Five, I want to say, yeah, two thousand five. Um, so it was like a, two blocks from that. So anyway, uh, we go down and uh, we 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 go. We play the show, but like, there's no elevator. You have to go up the stairs. But of course, there's no actual stairs. It's up this two flights of fire escape stairs, and you know, there's a party going on as well. So there's people coming up and down, up and down. And we're trying to. We load up our gear. We go up. We play a couple of songs, and we we're bringing all of our stuff down. And the police show up, and they're telling everybody to get off the street. They're you know they're like either leave or go inside, you know. And of course, there's like you know, ten twelve people out there smoking cigarettes, and we're in the middle of like loading everything back up, and um, the cops are just like, you know, go go inside. We don't care. Go inside. You know you're being told do this and so we're like okay 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 you know and we try to explain we're from out of town we're just trying to load up and we're gonna leave as soon as that they're like okay but just everybody else needs to go of course people aren't doing that because they're all drunk and smoking cigarettes and they're just like you know whatever so oliver our guy he's like really he's a party dude already (laughs) and uh he is wasted you know our driver is wasted and so um, he's out there and he's like just, you know, kind of like stumbling around. And the cops just like, you need to go inside. Oliver's like, whatever, man. You know, he's like talking back to this cop. Of course, the Baltimore cop, he doesn't want to hear it from yeah, some uh, college age, you know, kid. Yeah. You know, so he starts like, um, you know, he starts telling Oliver, you know, you need to shut up and you need to go inside or you're coming with me. And so. Um, Oliver just just keeps blowing this guy off, and he's just being a jerk, really, because he's drunk and he's just whatever. <laughs> so the cop decides, okay, I've had enough. So he grabs Oliver and he starts, uh, he handcuffs him, and uh, Sam, our lead singer, comes down and he's like, "Officer, officer, uh, my dad's a lawyer," and you know he's like 19 years old at this point, or maybe maybe 20. He's like, "My." dad's a lawyer and officer's like i don't care who the fuck your dad is go up go away go inside and say okay you know (laughs) okay and so yeah so he leaves you know he goes back and like i'm the only sober one there really um and so like i'm saying you know i'm like just trying to you know get people to go up i'm trying to get my keep my people in line and Oliver's just kind of like a lost cause at this point because, I mean, the cops arresting him, starts going through his backpack, pulls out this baggie, and it's got all these pills in it. He's like, oh, what are these? And Oliver's like, they're vitamins. And, like, the cop's like, oh, sure, sure. And, like, they actually legitimately were vitamins. But then he pulls out another bag. What are these? And they're like, that's my, that's my medicine. And, again, it was legitimate medicine, but 
you know, none of it looked good because, you know, he didn't have them in jars. He just had them in little plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. And so that's Tom's never like, good. oh, right. And at this point, when that stuff started happening, and Oliver's still tr- sh- talking shit to the cop during all of this, and uh, I'm just like, oh, God, this is just so bad. This is a bad way to start off a tour, you know, with your guy yeah. who's driving. Terrible. Getting arrested, you know? Yeah. It's like, so... So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do, but I'm washing my hands at this point, you know. And um, the cop says, "All right, what's your name?" And Oliver's like, "Oliver." He's like, he's like and the cop's like, "Quit fucking with me. What's your name?" And he's like, "Oliver." <laughs> and he's like, yelling Oliver in this cop's face. The cop's saying, "Keep saying, quit fucking with me. What's your name?" And he keeps saying, "Oliver." The street we were on was Oliver Street. And he wasn't. So so I'm just like, ah fuck, I don't know what to do. Uh Garrett and, and Garrett's comes down and the other keyboard player and we're just like, uh, you know, what do we do? Um we just keep loading everything up. We've got the key we get the car the van keys from Oliver. <laughs> we're trying to figure out well how are we going to get him out of jail in the morning because that's where he's going and i was like and so i just i get everybody in the van and we drive up the street and we park at out in front of uh where we're staying at dan's place and dan's deacon stays behind and he somehow talks the cop out of arresting this kid wow I don't know how this happened. He must have like just a silver tongue as they come. He's a you know? And he talks the cop out, and he he comes walking up after we get to there. He's about about five ten minutes later. He comes walking up, and uh, he gets you know, and he comes up and he joins us. And Oliver's with him, and we're just like, well, holy shit, how did that happen? And Dan's like, I just I convinced the cop that we, I was I was taking him home. And we were coming up here, and we were leaving, and we weren't coming back, and we we're going to get off the street and all this stuff. And he just somehow did it. Wow. Just somehow yeah. did it. It was amazing. Wow. And so, you know, it's like 3, 4 in the morning at this point, right? And so we're all like, okay, we got to drive back down to Greenville, North Carolina, where we're from, to play a show <laughs> the next day. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, which that would suck, too. But because um, that was a long, that's like an eight-hour drive, I think. So, um, we, you know, so we're like ready to hit the hay and get some rest. So we all find our places and we lay down. Oliver says that he, um, he just, he's not tired yet. He doesn't want to go to sleep just yet. So there he is. Um, so Oliver just like gets up and he just kind of like, I don't know, just throws a little fit or something. And people are like, Hey man, just go to bed, go to bed. He's like, no, no. No, and then all of a sudden he turns all of his antagonism towards us. He's like, "You're not telling me what to do. Fuck you, guy. I'm out of here." So he leaves. Oh shit! <laughs> and we're like, in, you know, we're in a bad part of you know Baltimore, like where these are all warehouses that have been turned into artist lofts. You know, yeah. so they're cheap. So you know that this is not in a good part of town. Yeah. Because artists don't have yeah. money. You know. Yeah. So he leaves, and Dan goes after him, and Sam. And William and Garrett, they go after him, and I'm just like, fuck this guy, man. I'm done with it, you know? I mean, you know, I've got his fucking van keys in my pocket. I don't fucking care at this point, you know? <laughs> he could be in jail. He can rot, whatever, you know? I mean, and I mean, you know, and Oliver's good guy. We're, we're cool and everything. But, like, this was just, a, this was not fun. This was not cool. 
And um, so he's off wandering around. About you know half an hour later, Garrett comes back up. And he's like, I don't know, man. He's just wandering around the streets yelling and shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, all right, cool. So we go back to bed. Finally, somewhere around like I think <clears throat> six or seven in the morning, after chasing Oliver from you know meandering through the streets, and Oliver had picked up a a homeless guy to be his buddy, and they go to McDonald's oh, and boy. eat some breakfast, <laughs> and then they come back and after they eating some breakfast, Oliver decides, okay, cool, I'm ready to go back to the uh, to the loft, you know, and 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 crash. So they all come back in as the sun's coming up. And um, so then we all wake up the next day and it's just, you know, there's like this gray cloud over everybody because this is the first night of the tour. We got to go back. We got an eight hour trek in front of us. And, uh, you know, we got, you know, two weeks ahead of us, you know, (laughs) that's everybody is just like, uh, except for Oliver, who is like cheery and happy and just like. Nothing happened like the most, you know, happy morning person. Everything's great. You know, awesome, golden. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Hey, let's go, guy. All right, you guys ready? We'll cruise on back home and, you know, sleep in our own beds for one night. Yeah, it'll be fun, you know, all this stuff. And it was the most silent eight-hour van trip I have ever been on. And it was because it was just like, you know, you know. And so, like, so... (laughs) We stopped to get gas just before we leave Baltimore. And all of us turned and looked at Sam and said, Sam, Oliver's not going with us on this tour. You got and you're the one that's gotta tell him. You know? <laughs> so, he was like, I don't want to tell him you know Sam don't want you know, he didn't want to, you know, tell anybody anything bad. So he's like, I don't want to tell him. So anyway, we're like, Tough, you 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 got him in, you're telling him. And uh, I was like, you know, I didn't want I had a minivan. I was like, it's gonna be tight, but I'd rather take my fucking minivan that we always take everywhere. I'll take it and we'll do this tour. But we got Oliver can't do this because I'm not putting up with this every night. Garrett's right there with me. I'm not putting up with this. You know. So we go, we play another show, and it was just hot and miserable and a fairly decent show, but like it was just hot and miserable. And we were just, you know. You know, actually, I take that back. It was a really good show because Garrett and I were both of the mind like, "Fuck this tour," you know. That one night, we're both dead. We're both, we're beat. We don't want to do this. We go play a hometown show. Everybody's there and crazy, and it is hot, and we're pouring sweat off, and there's no air in this, you know, converted storefront, you know, that they had down there. Um, but it was awesome, and everybody had a great time. So we're like, "Fuck it, okay, yeah, let's do it." And so we went on, and we had a great rest of the tour. But man, that was crazy fucking one night in Baltimore, man. And just like you guys, first night, just crazy. So, sorry, I had to share that. That's always one of my favorite stories. So I was gonna throw that in there. So how? But you didn't answer. Like, how did Oliver take this news? Was he like, "Yeah, my bad. I, I'm I'm sorry, y'all." Or was he like, "What? What are you talking about?" Oh. Well, you know, the thing is, Oliver <laughs> dropped each of us off at our individual houses, and then um, he, you know, and then it was just him and Sam. And we're like, all right, have fun telling him, Sam. You know, we're all going to go take naps. And so, <laughs> so I don't really know how Oliver took it uh, that day. But, I mean, you know, it was kind of – I think he kind of understood after a while that, you know, he got out of hand and we couldn't have that. You know, we couldn't have to worry about 
our driver being in jail and how we're going to, you know, get around for the rest of the two yeah. weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, oh, man. Know, you you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable? I would say aliens. You know, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world. And we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm-hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's mm-hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe. To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does. But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not. Speaking of Baltimore bathrooms, man, uh, that triggered a memory for one of our shows. Uh, Before we hit a show in Baltimore one time, we like stopped right outside of town I'm sure people who have like driven in and out of Baltimore have experienced kind of the refinery-esque landscape before you get to Baltimore. Well, we needed gas, and we stopped at this little tiny gas station right on the outskirts of Baltimore. And in fact, I was like an extra one time on the wire kind of nearby there for like the last season. Oh, cool. But anyways, we stopped at this dinky little gas station that's like, you know, I don't know. It, it looks pretty, you know, pretty hard up. And I had to go piss real bad, man. And uh, there wasn't a lock on the door. And I went over to the bathroom and I opened it up and there's a poor homeless guy washing his penis off. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, come on in. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. I'll just wait, you know. But he was really nice about it. So I was like, fuck, maybe I should join this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, like, the water's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, come on in, the water's Damn, is this a spot that I don't know about? Uh, but uh, yeah, I stayed outside until he came out. He's like, "Hey, man, you got any money?" I was like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry, man. I'm hard up." But it was awkward, man. I <laughs> he couldn't lock the door, so I was like, "Fuck this guy, just wash his penis off." I gotta like worry about what I'm touching here. You know, I just felt like skiing down. And we're on tour, you know, so I'm not like a crazy prepper. And I don't, like, prep and have, like, alcohol swabs and, like, wipes and baby wipes and all this shit. And I should have. I learned a lesson from that tour. That was, like, the tours. And I was just like, man, I got to prep better next time. Yeah. Come on in and get your dick wet. What was his, like, thinking? He was told that to have a piss watching party. And I was like, I'm, that's the furthest thing from my mind right now. I just want to piss. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, after you came out and you told us about that, I was just trying to envision, like, how that works. Like, it was awkward. Like, you know, when he can just get it in there, or was he, like, one leg up and, like, you know. Like, he was up in there. He had. 
had his junk in the sink oh, and like man. full bottle oh, and a scrote over the precipice. <laughs> Splashing some water. Yeah, just like taking a bird bath, you know, like taking a bird bath with the balls and the, the whole Johnson around there just swimming. <laughs> it was it was weird. Uh, that that just, I, just makes it seems so much more like uh, friendly. Like just a little bird bath, a little, do, 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 you know, yeah, like a little spritz, right? And yeah. I was like interrupting this like spritz. I, uh, I actually walked into. I was in a bar in uh, in Greenville, uh, North Carolina, and. Uh, I walked into the a bathroom and or restroom and somebody was doing the same thing. He wasn't a homeless guy; he's just a dude in there, and he's like, you know, washing his dick in the in the, in in the in the the basin there. And I'm just like, I don't really want to say anything about it. And you know, I was just like, such a, and I knew the guy, which would made it even weirder. Oh shit! You know, and it's like, and so he under, I think he read me that I was like read it like. What the fuck are you doing, Bob? Yeah. Bob, why is like, your why are you having your dick in the sink, man? He's like, I'm gonna get laid, and I'm washing it off just so it's good. <laughs> oh, just self conscious. I'll keep great. that in mind. You yeah. know, most people shower before, but yeah. hey, if you want to, you know, do that. Some, fresh some, somebody needs to to write the book on uh, touring bathrooms. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, yeah. Give it, give it, you know, a five, a f- up to a five star rating. You know, like one of the things you have to get over when you tour is your bathroom shyness. I mean, that has to go out the window. You know. Oh man, the yeah. perfect place for that is like emos in Austin. Oh Texas. yeah, dude. Oh yes, God. yes. Or yeah. great for that instance. In the <laughs> I guess you do have urinals and like little or little they, side spots. They, they got troughs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're you're open to the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But it's then for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we've had like probably the the best bathroom experience that we had was in Brooklyn. Um, we were playing at Alphaville with um, one of Justin's buddies' bands, Such Hounds, and I forget the other band's name. I don't know if you remember it. Bad Bone. Bad Bone. Yeah. Tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, awesome. yeah, they're, they're all really good. Um, we were, we were, you know, just kind of like that pre-show thing where everyone's like kind of hanging out and drinking and like eating and whatever. And they had this little smoking area, like patio up front. And then it's very, uh, near, like kind of just a long venue. So smoking area, patio up front, yep. bar, like food in the middle, and then a venue in the back. And it, you know, just so real long and you had to pass through the doors to get to the different areas. And so we're all just hanging out, whatever, and, you know, like, got to take a piss. So um, go to the bathroom, and I think it was a singer from uh, Bad Bones was behind me, and we're just sitting there waiting, and um, he's like, is anyone in there? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it you know, feels like it was locked, the like doors closed, and he's – so kind of open it up, and there's a guy uh, spray painting, you know, like, you know, his life's work on the wall there and he's like oh shit and he like looks at us i'm like no man it's you know just do you do you do you well yeah. we'll figure it out and the singer behind me is like oh there's another bathroom down in the basement and he's like hey follow me so we kind of go around the corner and walk down these steps and um you know sure enough there's a bathroom down there and of course like all just you know like bar stuff that they've got you know crates and whatnot <clears throat> and he um opens up the door to the bathroom and you know, starts to go in and he shuts it really quick, and he starts cracking up. He's like, "You got to see this," and I'm like, "Ah, 
<laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I, you know, because you know what horrors can be yeah. in a bathroom. Like, you know, like that reaction of what he just had. <laughs> Just had no, uh, you can't unsee whatever he just saw. And he's like, no, 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 you just you just go look in there. And I'm like, shit, okay, peer pressure, I'm going to do it. So I go and I look and I open up the door and um, the bathroom is covered in a red light. There's um, two uh, not totally attractive women um, in bondage gear and uh, an overweight guy in a, like, kind of like a leather jacket kind of scenario filming what i assume to be some sort of like bondage porn in this bathroom um, so i opened it up and that's what you see and i wish i would have had something clever to say but i'm just like oh hey <laughs> and I shut the door quick and of course the guy behind me is like just cracking up because he saw my face and you know like it was just set up like a softball pitch um, <laughs> dying and so we go back upstairs and the guy who was spray painting was out of that bathroom but then of course being the the you know uh person that i am say mark you need to go down in this bathroom um you know, check it out and of course he's like why i don't want to see what's in there and i'm like no 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 you do need to go down there <laughs> but I think that cleared out by the time you got down there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just surreal. It was just like one That's of those things, like those moments that, I, you know, again, like you, you do this for a while. You're just like, I don't think this would ever happen in any aspect of life yeah. other than what we're doing right now. That's yeah. just, just too strange. Too weird. Yeah. yeah. Often meanwhile, like. I just decided to throw some Whalen Storm stickers in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> As often, you do. <laughs> yeah. When you're on the road, you, you often find yourself just opening a door and you're in a David Lynch movie. Yeah, you no, know? Shit. yeah. So. <laughs> no shit. No <laughs> shit. That's hilarious. I saw a homeless guy in New York drink his own piss once on tour. And we're, all, we're all in a van, you know, and we're sitting there and... He doesn't realize, I guess, that we're in the van, or or he's oblivious. Uh, and he just pulls his pants. He pulls his pants down and starts pissing into a water bottle. And I don't know why I even thought about it, but I'm like, I told everybody, I'm like, I bet he drinks his piss. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 chuckling at it, you know. He gets done in the bottle. He sits there, he looks at it, and then he just starts drinking it. I'm not even shitting you, man. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, man. But it was like, oh my god, he's actually drinking his piss, man. I don't know why I even uh, that even crossed my mind. But like, Bear Grylls, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's hilarious. Is that Gigi Allen? No, yes. Bear yeah, that's yeah. Oh man, I got a G I got on a GG Allen kick a couple of months ago, man, and oh my god. Just you talk about uh you know that the C B G B bathroom? Like there was oh, this, yeah. there was a scene and one of the things and I think he was in there and it was like, Oh my god, I just can't even imagine what's going on in there, the debauchery uh, that's going on in that bathroom, man. There was right. a there was a guy I, I saw a guy did a miniature model of the CBGB's bathroom. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, dude, it's, it's fucking great, man. Yeah, it's like spot on, man. It looks legit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I've never seen it in person, but I've seen pictures of it. I'm like, yeah, that looks like how yeah. the toilet would be askew and yeah. The 
Wars and yeah, and the throne. Yeah, like you just watch people pissing or something. Oh, it's so dis- yeah, it's like up on a stage, man. It's up on a on a level. Like you got to walk up to it, step up to it. It's great. Yeah. That's the thing is that touring is it, touring is its own crazy world. You know, it just seems like whatever craziness that you and debauchery that you can get yourself into that's out there in the world, it's going to happen to you. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. it's part of that portal that you step into. I mean, it, it, but there's also like a, a yin and yang of it. I, the the thing that's I think um, been most impactful to me is like every time we go out, we meet so many amazing people. I mean, meeting oh, yeah. in yeah. Cincinnati, um, yeah. you know. You know, Todd's friends around the country. We seem to stay a lot with a lot of them. It's just you know, um, your boy in Baltimore that we stay with, or that he, I know he's not there anymore, um, Justin. But just so many like cool people, like mm-hmm. just with you know, good hearts. You know, artists and musicians, and have interesting stories. It's, yeah. uh, that part of it is like you just never would be exposed to that in any other yeah. situation. And that's I think that's the coolest thing about it beyond you know the actual music itself. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's like a summer camp, but a lot of bivouacs, like a lot of weird, like, you know, we're just like basically hoteling it up, but in people's faces. You get to see like inside people's faces, inside people's worlds, and mm-hmm. yeah, it makes you give a shit about society. Like in New York, I lived there too long and I started to hate people, but then I went on tour and I was like, I love people. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah. you fake humanity. Right. I, yeah new york will do that to you i lived there for a little while too same thing man just because i grew up i think in the middle of nowhere where nobody's like living on top of you yeah i remember when i moved there somebody somebody was talking about and it's called the concrete jungle for a reason man and Mm -hmm. after living there for a while i'm like oh my god i'm get i'm getting to understand that i was you know, just tired of, you know, being elbow to elbow with people. Although it's a great city, you know, it's kind of like Vegas. Like I'm down for a couple of days and then I got to get out, you know? Yes. hundred percent. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's great. Cause yeah, I mean, you're, you're seeing, you're seeing the country the way that a lot of people don't ever get a chance to do that. You know, you're actually seeing the country, man. You're yeah. in a van and you're, you know, it's not like you're flying from show to show. You know, you're yeah. you're having real interactions with people, and um, it's that's a it's a great thing, man. It's one of the yeah, like you said, it's one of the cool things about being out on the road, you know. And and yeah, the most interesting people uh, are in that world, you know, fascinating people and uh, extraordinary people for sure. Especially the people that come out to the shows and stuff yeah. like that. It's so awesome to be like to, to actually interact with everybody and yeah. and. We like for us, we've met so many people along the way that you know it's kind of common for them to like reach out to us or or vice versa. We like still keep in contact with like by these people that are that we've seen on tour, yeah, which is kind of awesome <clears throat> and it's it's kind of surreal, yeah, yeah. You just get them, you get a bigger family after you tour a couple times or even once, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you feel like you extend your weird family, right. More. I mean, who can resist this guy? <laughs> That's right. Uh, 
Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors i don't know if steve wants to go into the one where he almost died in the van or what about the cleveland <laughs> do you remember the cleveland plague <laughs> steve, do you guys remember the cleveland plague that hit us that one night when we played oh, the swarm like the the, the Remember swarm that? of bugs off of yeah. the the lake. Well, first of all, we played with a you know a pretty they're satanic. satanic, but they're like you know they're a hardcore satanic band. Ancient yeah. was super cool. Okay. Guys. They're super cool people, but, like but, awesome know, guys. That's yeah. their that's their thing. You know, they're right. like real into it, and it's not some bullshit. It's like that's their religion. That's what they live, and they're awesome dudes. But you know, I felt like I was in a satanic church after we played. It was a great show, though. It was in a hot dog shop called uh, <laughs> that joint. Do you remember? It was like a hot dog bar that we ate a shit ton of hot dogs at. I thought it was called Happy Dog, dog Shop happy or something dog. like that. Happy, yeah. Oh, Happy yeah. Dog. Happy That's dog. it. Yep. And so, like, we ate hot dogs and just gross, like, American food. But it was good, but it was a lot of it, and we just felt gross. <laughs> great show. People were into it. Like, friends of ours that were from north carolina that recently moved there came out to the show it was awesome you know like crowd loved it and all that stuff there was one like hard up homeless cat that kept on trying to shake my hand with really long fingernails and he would try to scratch into my palms so that was weird and i had to kind of like tell him like hey dude fuck off you know at a certain point because he kept on he was cool at first but then he got like kind of weird and violent at a certain point i was like dude just fuck off like quit trying to like dig your nails into my palms. I know that sounds kind of weird. No, that is. <laughs> there's more than kind of. That. That's straight up weird. I mean, that's you know. It's a little that's yeah. It's, it's it a little fucked, weird. Yeah. Fucked up. But we played this show right in this like hyper satanic band that you know their music is is great, but it almost sounds like I'm in church. It was kind of like I'm singing hymns in a Baptist church. I grew up in a Baptist church. My dad's a Southern Baptist minister, so it sounds religious as fuck. It sounds like we're singing very Christian songs, but it's about Satan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting kind of code switch for me. So wait, it's- it was like satanic gospel? I mean, yeah. like, did like, it have the gospel music, or was it just like the, the lyrics and everything? It's almost like, like, I, I grew up in contemporary Baptist church, so the right. songs had this contemporary, like, very brain not not they're not trying to brainwash you but it had very catchy riffs and catchy right like lyrics and like i'm singing along by the end of it and i feel like i'm starting to like get people to join in with 
me and I'm turning a cult and we're all each other's arms open to like start a blood cult. But so, so now, so what I'm getting in mind, the picture you're painting to me is, is satanic Amy Grant. (laughs) They're heavier. They're, they're heaviest, but they're okay. 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 There's like a non, if you guys know about non, it's kind of this like pagan, kind of like aesthetic but it's like too yeah okay. it's like drony pagan chant like but i can't help but you know not remember what i grew up around so right. like yeah associated with like contemporary christian yeah. music which is funny because they're doing satanic you know hymns or whatever the fuck you want to call it i think it's hymns to me it's like right satanic hymns you know it's really like malleable palatable stuff um or not malleable but palatable uh, but anyways, after the show, they're awesome. Like they're great, super nice guys. The homeless guy, we were like, "Fuck off, get out of here, quit digging your fingernails into our palms." That was after Satan. the show. I want you to know that that was Satan the whole time. Yeah, I know. I felt like <laughs> if I acted that night, I would have been fucking like tripping and running down the street naked, probably because that would have freaked me out. <laughs> but at the end of the night, we're trying to like load out, and all of a sudden, a swarm like a fucking plague of some weird ants like t- like flying ants that were fucking each other were like all over the place like in your eyes all over the windshields it, it, oh man it was a sea totally. of bugs yeah it felt like magnolia like, you've seen that movie like good sized bugs that was just like coming right off of the lake and and our friend who who we played with uh john he was telling us he's like oh yeah this happens around this time every year you know it's just like the swarm of like insects that are coming right off the lake you know and you can hear them coming. Oh like, yeah, you could totally. It was um, just like it was kind of like almost like a cicada kind of thing yeah. sound or whatever. But they're just like coming right in, and all of a sudden you're like looking at the lamppost, up like looking at those, and it's just a sea of bugs like just flying by. It's like this is insane. And at that same time, there's this one guy. I was like, I guess a fan of ancient wisdom. He was like bought a couple of their records, and he was drunk. I mean, he he like. If we didn't like save him, he would have walked into the street because he was holding the record and the vinyl fell out of it and rolled into the middle of the street and he went to go chase it in traffic. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's just a record, stop. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, the, like there was one car that just went by and like that was the like like thank God there was like not a lot of traffic so he was like oh i'm all i'm all i'm all good i'm cool i'm fine he's like all right not that saving was, you over this record that's some omen type stuff you know where it's like <laughs> comes out of satanic church you know with his new tapes and they fall out and roll out and he gets hit by a car chasing after you know the devil so. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be a bad obit to have, so you know. <laughs> he rock took one for the team. Yeah. Rock yeah. Roll. <laughs> Cleveland Rocks, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I gotta pee real quick. Speaking of Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I I don't think there's any other like really crazy one crazy stories except for the like i don't know if steve wants to get into it or not if he wants me to say anything about it but <laughs> like i choked on a dorito there's <laughs> <laughs> dude it, like i started to freak out like yeah, i was like out more than i did because 
I was just like, I was, you know, you're laying down in the van and I was eating Doritos because that's what you do. <laughs> of course. One went down the wrong pipe. And then, so I was like, I, you know, it was that kind of thing where you, you could, you know, puke it back up and you would be fine. But I didn't want to puke in the van. So I like tried to hold it down and I really should have just let it out. <laughs> yeah. oh, and it's funny because we're talking about music and whatever. And I'm, I'm sitting passenger and I, I turn around and Steve's like, <laughs> he's like turning purple and I'm like Justin Justin you gotta pull over Steve's, he's choking and he's like <laughs> and he's like trying to get the Dorito up and I'm like oh my god just like pull over and he's like what he's okay finally like I guess the Dorito came up, and he, yeah, it was he was like, he, he got back to normal color. <laughs> but I mean, speaking of like pathetic obituaries, <laughs> <laughs> he who lives the great by guy died by Dorito. Yes, he, he who lives by the chip dies by the chip. <laughs> spicy uh, nacho. Yeah, too spicy. <laughs> Should have went with Cool Ranch. <laughs> Not in the van, those things stink. I know. Yeah. Yeah, they should make perfume out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Say, so Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Awesome. Well, I want to thank... Uh, Justin, Todd, Steve, and Mark all for uh, joining us and sharing those stories. Those were awesome stories, dude. Um, it's always fun to hear tour stories and to share tour stories such as I did uh, with our with my Baltimore story there. So I apologize if I kind of horned in on their storytelling. Uh, but, you know, it seemed relevant at the time. We were yeah. having... Yeah, you know, we were having a great conversation, and you know, the you go back and forth, and I thought that they would enjoy that. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, if anybody, no, if anybody is ever curious about what it's like to tour, um, these stories kind of give you a little bit of insight in that. It's it's really, it's an interesting say that, way to see the world because mm -hmm. you're with your friends, hopefully your friends, if you're in a band with them, um, at least in the beginning, your friends, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> uh, 
but it, it is it's fun it's exciting and um it's just all around bizarre because you see and experience the most bizarre situations mm. i don't know why that is but it's just like i think mostly because you're around really interesting people and the yeah. clubs you usually play are in the worst parts of town um um so yeah it was great it was great to have those guys on and, and talk about stuff um you know their story about about being at the wrong house trying to get into the house was pretty funny man i've ex- i've had those types of stories myself oh, yeah. so uh we've all we've all experienced uh, uh something like that and being and being tired and it's in the middle of the night and you you don't know where you're at you're just trying to get to sleep yeah. i feel yeah. for him i feel for him in that story it's funny yeah yeah, and all those the uh, those bathroom stories they are you know you've uh, clubs are notorious, especially uh, the dive the, bars. The worst. Like that. You just don't want to. No. You know, nobody cleans it. Nobody wants to go in there and clean it. It's, it's like that scene out of Train Spotting half the time if you're lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I can say that I have never walked into a. Uh, a bathroom and they were shooting an S and M film. That's um, a new one. So. Yeah. <laughs> that is a new one, man. I was in Germany once and we were in the um oh, what is that part? The um it's the red light district, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The Reaperbahn, I think is what it's called. And I remember um it's just kind of like it's blocked off. And you just walk through this door and you and it's just a street. You walk down the street. And so, you know, nothing, I mean, of course, you know, the hookers and stuff that are in the, in the windows and stuff, but then we get to the other side and then, so we go into the, there's a leather shop and I wouldn't think, I was looking for like a jacket or something, (laughs) not even thinking, man, that like, we're just, (laughs) we're down in the red light district, dude. And like, we walk in there and that every type of S and M outfit you can imagine, man, is there. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, one thing I'll say about t- about using the bathroom on tour is you have to get over your 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 shyness, as yeah. it were. Um, you got to get over that real quick because if you're going to be gone for a month or six weeks or something like that, you can't hold it for that long. So you just got to accept it. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know. Uh, you know, you hit up McDonald's because they do keep theirs pretty clean. You, you know, you stop yeah. at those places where you right. know you can. If you're going to, you know, if you're the, the one that, the, a lady on tour, or if you're uh, if you're a man and you have to do a, a sit down, yeah, uh, for whatever reason, you know, you yeah, uh, yeah. you get to you eat. definitely <laughs> want to find those clean yeah. places, or or in, in your uh, estimation, of clean also kind of changes. Hundred percent, so, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. But, yeah. Well, again, thanks uh, to the Whalen Storms uh, for for joining us. Um, go check them out. They're on um, Spotify. You can go and you can. Uh, they're on Facebook. You can go to Bandcamp. Um, we'll try to put some links up there. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, they good. It's just good music and good stuff and you know and like i said they're my friends they're good dudes um so every time they come through i i I was uh try to catch them and hang out um and uh just uh you know catch up and have a good time and um 
so yeah, hopefully they'll be out on the road this year. I know uh, Todd has been building a studio in his house over the this COVID break time, so you know they might be working on some new tunes as well. Um, but uh, yeah, check them out. Thanks again, dudes, and thank you everybody for uh, tuning in this week and listening. We hope you enjoyed it. It's a you know it's another aspect of weird. Uh, and weird stories and we like that there is a variety of things to share with you we like having that so um you know we like that you have a variety of things to share with us so join us and be a guest share your stories you know we we like all kinds of stories you know really at this point we're just like if it's a good story you know we we want to hear it so weird is always awesome but good and epic and you know just stuff like that you know you got to re- realize that what's normal to you might be weird to somebody else so that's right so yeah so thanks again um contact us through our various social media accounts or through our email which is wywspod at gmail.com uh you can also call the hotline which is 513-909-9821 that's 513-909-9821. Uh, you can leave us a message there at the uh, hotline um, message answering machine. <laughs> and uh, we can, uh, we'll, maybe we'll play that or we can, uh, you know, get set up something for you to join us on air. We just love talking to you guys. We love hearing your stories and uh, lots of amazing stuff happening in the world, uh, in the news. If you're just even, you know, partially just glancing at the news you'll see that there's weird stuff creeping out creeping through big yes. things are happening so yeah. definitely cool cool time to be alive so join us next week we'll have more good stuff for you and in the meantime have a safe week um have a fun week and uh get out there get your shots and um so we can all return back to um cr- as normal as things are in this weird world of ours. So uh, until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the the word word about the podcast. podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.